Super Talk Mississippi media production. Hi, this is Dr. Andy Barlow with the Chiropractic Physician Center of Tupelo and author of the number one bestseller, The Code Breaker. Are you sick and tired of the medical merry-go-round? Are you looking for a potential solution to your health problem? Be sure and listen to our podcast, The Code Breaker. Welcome into the Thursday edition of the Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borky. The last time you guys are going to hear from me until after at least the first game of the Super Regional with Arizona. It's go time now. The team has safely landed in Tucson. They're ready to go. I think they practiced yesterday also. I could be wrong, but I know they're already there getting acclimated to the the dry heat, the 110-degree dry heat. Um, That will be the highs, but it it won't be so bad uh, around game time, and we'll get to that here in a second. I also know, that almost had a really significant recruiting weekend, though they haven't uh, received a commitment as of this conversation. Uh, as a result of that weekend, there were a ton of four stars in town, and they're going to continue to be a ton of four stars in town. Um, there's no doubt that Lane Kiffin and his staff um, have elevated the recruiting profile over the previous staff, and that shouldn't surprise anybody at all. Uh, but they are in on the kind of players that you can win with. It's really that simple. Uh, no commitments out of that weekend yet, but but they're just like last year. You guys remember last year when there was a bunch of hand-wringing about Ole Miss's recruiting class and its ranking and all that stuff and the mayor and all that? Um, same principle applies this year. If you look at recruiting rankings right now, it's a fool's errand. Look at who's visiting, who's appearing in the top fives and stuff like that. If you want to gauge about how recruiting is going. And right now it seems to be going pretty good uh, considering who they're in on. So when those commitments do start rolling out, which should come here in the near future, of course, we'll talk about it. But today focused on baseball. First, I've got not first last. I'm, I'm going to play Mike Bianco's appearance on our radio show. It's just he and Richard Cross. Uh, so that appearance uh, I'll play for you. Uh, Mike was pretty loose. He felt like he was in a good mood yesterday. He gives his thoughts on Arizona, has not decided yet uh, as of this recording, and he talks about it, uh, about his pitching or anything like that. But it's good stuff. It's always good, and uh, I'll play that for you as well. But first, I've got three things that I've seen a lot lately. This is what I wanted to talk about. Before I play you uh, the the Mike Bianco interview, which is why I'm doing one of these today, so I can give you guys uh, this interview before I do the game reaction podcast, which a lot of you seem to like. Um, and it's just easier for me during the week, too, to do it that way while the season's going on. Anyway, three things that I've seen a lot of this week going into this series with Arizona. Aside from the fact that Arizona is one of the best hitting teams in college baseball statistically, although they didn't exactly hit like it this past weekend in their regional, statistically they're one of the best in America. Uh, I've seen three things that people are talking about. Um, people have asked me about, texted into the radio show about, stuff like that. And the first one is the heat. We had uh, a listener text into the show yesterday asking uh, our thoughts on another radio host in the state that is not with us was talking about and how Ole Miss might have a hard time with the heat in Tucson and that might be a factor in the game. And, I mean, if you look at the the weather forecast, it looks pretty nasty, right? I mean, I should have this pulled up. This is embarrassing. I'll pull it up right now, though. Um, 
and tell you exactly what we're looking at. Uh, so Friday, it's a high of 105, low of 72. Saturday, high of 110, low of 74. Sunday, high of 111 and a low of 77 if they play that game. On Sunday, there's an excessive heat warning that has been issued. Um, that starts on Sunday, actually. So even though this weekend's going to get to 110, the excessive heat warning does not start until Sunday. Either way, it's going to be really, really hot. But as it does in the desert, the temperature drops off pretty, uh, pretty significantly. And you're going to have start times that are into the evening. That's why it is so late. Um, in part, at least you would think, in part because of how hot it gets during the day, you're going to have night starts. That will help some. Uh, I've got some extra coffee ready for the Keurig so I can make sure I stay up for the entirety of these baseball games, especially Saturday, which is going to be a 9 o'clock central start time. Um, But if you're asking, because somebody did yesterday, at least to us, uh, will the heat impact the game? Like, will Arizona be able to handle it better than Ole Miss? I, I just, if we were talking football, that'd be different. And if we were talking games that are happening at 1 o'clock in the afternoon, maybe so. But, I mean, let's not pretend like it doesn't get hot as hell here, too. And as people say, it is a different kind of heat, although, you know, 105 is 105, whether or not it's humid or not. Um, I, I'm, there is a difference, I, I know, but it, hot is hot. Um, I don't think it will impact anything at all, really. I mean, baseball is not the kind of sport that is – not physically demanding. I mean, aside from Dunhurst, who, I mean, he's got to work, and then whether it be Derek Diamond on Friday or Doug Nikhazy on Friday, uh, you know, the pitcher's doing a lot. But, I mean, how much running do you do in baseball? How much physical exertion is actually going on that will make a difference in the game? Is Arizona likely more used to how hot it'll be? Sure. Will the heat actually impact the results on the field? No, I I can't really quite figure out how that would be possible. In a low-effort sport like baseball, with all due respect to you baseball purists out there, it's a low-effort sport. You may have to sprint a handful of times a game, and that's if you're really busy. I mean, it's a very low-impact sport. So even if it's hot, is that going to impact? Is is Arizona going to play better because – they're used to that. I just I don't know how that will change the outcome of the game. I really don't, especially when you're starting at seven o'clock and the sun's setting and the temperature's dropping, and by the end of the game it's potentially in the seventies, or, or even if it's in the eighties. I mean that that's nothing to these guys. I mean these are young college athletes. The heat's not going to impact the outcome of the game, in my opinion, unless you're Dunhurst. And Dunhurst appears to be just fine behind the plate. Um, so that's that's the one thing that I've seen a lot of and people are asking about. I don't quite understand that. Another thing that I don't quite understand is um, the suggestion, or and we got some of these on the show yesterday too, uh, the suggestion that Mike Bianco should go Derek Diamond, TBA, TBA for his rotation this weekend. Basically, what what people are suggesting is to pitch Diamond in game one, which I'm cool with. And if he wins, don't pitch Nikhazy in game two and save him for a possible game three. 
And I suppose the rationale is you Doug Nikhazy versus Arizona's third starter. It's a pretty significant margin. But I, you do not, you do not hold Nikhazy for Sunday ever, in my opinion. You, you never do it. Um, even if you win the first game. Because why would you not want to slam the door on Arizona in game two? Especially for this reason. A couple of arms have emerged. Tyler Myers looks good, although I think he should be who you save for Sunday. Um, Doherty's been good. Johnson's been okay at times. Broadway had consistency issues earlier in the season. He's lights out right now. Um you know, there are some options there, but it's still an inconsistent and very thin bullpen. So why, against the best offense in America, would you want to play a third game or be willing to be – why would you be okay with playing a third game against the best offense in America statistically? I, I don't understand that. If you win game one – you damn right throw Nikhazy in game two and slam the door in Arizona's face in two games so they don't have to go deep into your bullpen. And I know Arizona's pitching isn't great. It's not as good as like Vanderbilt, so you just want a series over. But I cannot possibly fathom playing two games in a Super Regional and not throwing a healthy Doug Nikhazy. I can't figure out why you would be willing to do that. Why you would want to stretch your bullpen into a third game against an offense that's as good as Arizona's. I can't figure it out. It makes perfect sense to throw him on game two, though. I'm cool with that. If Mike Bianco wants to keep it this way, especially since Nikhazy threw twice last weekend to give him an extra day, that makes sense to me. Throw Diamond on Friday. If he wins, you slam the door in game two. If he loses, you have one of the most consistent and electric pitchers and all of college baseball to win game two and take you to a rubber match in game three. I'm cool with either one. Starting him on Friday or Saturday makes total sense to me. Saving him for Sunday, I can't wrap my mind around. Why you would want to stretch your bullpen against that offense does not compute to me at all. I can't figure it out. Um, I hope that does not come off as condescending. I'm not. Trust me. I'm not... (laughs) I don't <laughs> I don't know everything uh, at all, even though my wife probably thinks I think I do. Um, I just don't see how that makes sense. But that doesn't mean, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm trying to be nicer. I, I think sometimes I come across like a jerk and I'm not trying to be and I need to correct that. Just because I don't see it doesn't mean that it's invalid. So I, I just don't see why you would do that. Nikhazy is the most consistent electric pitcher in America. Um, he needs to throw in one of the first two games of the regional, regardless of Friday's result. He needs to throw. He needs to. Uh, I can't. I can't see otherwise. And then the last thing is ballpark size. Now, this is an interesting question because while the atmosphere, the, the air is thin there because they're in elevation, um, it's still a massive ballpark. Ole Miss has not played in a ballpark as big as this with power alleys the size uh, that they will see this weekend. And we had somebody ask yesterday, and actually, it's kind of funny. I brought this up, and then the text came in. We were great minds thinking alike. Considering how bad he's been struggling, I can't help but wonder if it would be a better option for Ole Miss to put Plumlee in center, Leatherwood in right, and have McCants come off the bench if need be. 
but he's been really struggling lately. Uh, really struggling. Now, he's a better hitter than Plumley. He is. Hasn't been lately, but generally he is. I don't think Bianco's going to do this, but considering how cavernous this ballpark is, how deep the power alleys are, McCants needs to be really good this weekend at taking angles, and that's not something he's been good at. He doesn't get good jumps on the ball. He doesn't take the best routes to the ball because he's not an outfielder. He's a freshman. He's still learning, right? I, I'm not. I'm not knocking the kid. It's just He's never played the position before. It's something he's got to learn and figure out and get better at. But this is a super regional. You've got to put your team in the best chance to win. So I don't think Mike Bianco is going to take McCants out of center field. And I, I would support the decision not to do that. But if I were him, I'd think about it. I don't think that's crazy. I, I think that um, the people that are asking about that or suggesting that, I think you're on to something. Because right now, the slump is so bad that you're not getting a plus offensively right now over a Plumley who you could put in there and have uh, a plus defender in center field that could cover the power alleys better. And, and Leatherwood absolutely can hold his own and right as well. Uh, that's something that I would consider, considering how, how bad uh, he is slumping. Or it's too late for this. I've been suggesting it for months now, but it's too late for this. Uh, Graham down to first and um, Plumlee and left would also be something that I would look at just to to keep those power, the, those gaps manageable. And you, you don't really lose anything at the plate when you do that. But I don't know. That's something to keep an eye on, though. If McCants plays center field, what kind of center field is he playing? Um, because you can steal hits in those gaps. They're deep and they're big. And if you take good angles and stuff, you could chase down what would be doubles in other parks or home runs in other parks and potentially steal outs there. So that's something to keep an eye on. Those are the three things that I think people are talking about the most uh, that are most interesting to me as well as uh, we get ready for super regional play uh, coming up tomorrow. So we'll play that uh, Bianco interview for you uh, coming up right after I tell you about ABS of Mississippi Advantage Business Systems. Uh, they've started in Jackson in 1976, and they've been family-owned and operated since then, but they service the entire state. So look, don't let that name, that city, Jackson, fool you into thinking they only service the capital city. They service the entire state, and it's an office technology company. So if you're looking for copiers and printers, mail machines, uh, IT services like projects, cloud storage, data security, virtual CIO, document management, IP phone systems, unified communications, shipping systems, stuff like that. That is what Advantage Business Systems of Mississippi does. If you want a complimentary office technology assessment, uh, call this number, 601-362-9192, or visit absms.com. When you call ABS, you get a live person every time, and when they service you, it's somebody from your backyard. Their texts are scattered across the state. Give them a call, 601-362-9192. That's Advantage Business Systems, and tell them, that I sent you. The podcast is also brought to you by LBs just across from Kroger on University Avenue right there in Oxford. Your team is on the road this weekend, and there's no better place to enjoy your baseball from home than getting that started at LBs. Go by and see Greg and tell him that we sent you. Uh, Weather this weekend might be uh, raining the forecast Friday, so maybe you can't do outside watching, but uh, you can definitely throw something on the grill or in the skillet uh, this weekend, LB's is the best place in Mississippi to get meat. And they also have daily lunch specials Monday through Friday. 
So go check them out. See Greg and tell him that I sent you. All right, here's Mike Bianca with Richard Cross, and this will end the podcast as well. I'll uh, I'll be live tomorrow morning before the Super Regional, but if you uh, if you don't watch the live stream, I encourage you to do so, though. Having fun with it. If you don't, uh, I will be with you in a post-game reaction show on Friday night, late Friday night, maybe in, into Saturday morning uh, after Ole Miss and Arizona game one. Y'all have a good weekend. Enjoy your baseball. Here's Richard and Mike Bianca. To take on the Arizona Wildcats starting on Friday night. First of all, Coach, congratulations. What a weekend in Oxford. Thanks, Richard. Yeah, it was uh, it was quite a weekend, and uh, it felt like a week. Uh, I don't know about you. I know it only ended up being about four days, but uh, it certainly felt like a week, maybe even ten days. But uh, uh, all's well that ends well. So it was good. Just proud of our guys, and just uh, what a neat, neat atmosphere uh, at Swayze Field this weekend. Hearing your post game interview with uh, with Hindu and, and DK after the the game yesterday, I thought you were a little reflective when, when it came to kind of what this team's been through, but also on Scott Barry and Southern Miss and just kind of the way they approach the game. Yeah, you know Scott Scott does such a wonderful job down there, and uh, and and I, I don't know if it came across right at the at the moment, you know, but. You know, basically what I was trying to say was, you know, we, we all have, you know, great fan bases and I don't know if we realize how good the other teams are, you know, but, you know, when you look at our, you know, our state and, you know, just under three million people, we don't have a lot of, you know, we're not, you know, very populated and, and to have three teams that, you know, should have hosted, you know, all three should have hosted a regional, uh, all three played in a regional final, uh, and two are moving on to, you know, uh, super regionals. Uh, man, we're, we're, we're really fortunate. I think people that appreciate baseball are really fortunate in this state. When you take a minute, and I don't know if you've done this yet, I don't know if you've allowed yourself the time, but but if you reflect on the last four days in Oxford, what, what's going to stand out in your mind from from the Oxford Regional? Well, I, you know, I, yeah, I haven't gone there yet, and I think it's, it's still probably too close for me. I mean, it, like you said, it's been a you know, crazy busy day trying to figure out. Uh, we just found out, you know, less than an hour ago, you know, what time our flight is, and you know, tomorrow afternoon. So, you know, we've we've kind of been trying to figure all those things out today. So, I haven't really thought about it. Just again, happy for my guys. I mean, I think it's you know probably going to land somewhere where it's been all year where uh when i look at this team and look at what they've all gone through uh and you know of of late you know there's been much you know said about the injuries and all the key components to what you would assume would make up a successful team that you know we lost or lost for a portion of the season uh you know of course you know the elko stories and the the casey stories and all those different things you know heck we haven't even mentioned COVID. i mean we haven't talked about COVID in, in six months and you know and that was the biggest obstacle in just starting the season so uh, it's been one of those seasons that's just been filled with a ton of adversity but time and time again this team seems to always you know you know we'll find a way through it I can think of no reason to start talking about COVID now either let's just leave that in the uh, in the rearview mirror I, I want to ask you about one guy but it's probably not who you think I will ask about Tyler Myers over the last couple of weeks, I know he pitched in the loss on Sunday, but but I thought he kind of gave you a chance, and that was on the heels of pitching so well against Vanderbilt in the SEC tournament. 
his story is pretty remarkable coming back from the Tommy John surgery and kind of building to this point throughout the course of the year. No, you're right. And, 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 you know, people say, well, he's pitched well of late. People forgot that, you know, he, we started the year. He was, he was like one year, you know, post-op and, and, and really that's, that's like the minimum to really start competing. And, uh, most guys aren't this, you know, aren't the same or, you know, I, I think, you know, where they're going to be or at their peak to at least 18 months plus out of that surgery. I think that's, you know, probably the average. And so even though he's healthy and he's able to sustain the pitches and all of that, uh, man, you know, it's, it's a tough surgery to come back from in a short period of time. And, and that might be the reason that he's been so, you know, so dominant. You know, you're right. He was awesome against, you know, Vanderbilt in the SEC tournament when we really, you know, needed somebody to give us some length and you, know, you can't ask, you know, for, you couldn't ask more from a Doug Nicaze or Gunnar Hoagland than the, the outing he pitched against a very good Vandy team. And then, like you said, you know, on the, uh, on Sunday night, you know, when, you know, the game was looking like it was going to get out of hand, not only did he give us a chance, but he saved the bullpen and, you know, uh, and allowed us to have a, a Jack Doherty and some other guys that were available for, for the championship game. In terms of baseball days, and you've been a baseball guy for a really long time, can you think of one that is better than yesterday where your team wins a regional and then you go home and maybe you kick your feet up a little bit and you get to watch your son play and LSU have that dramatic win and Drew factor in in such a big way? It was a it was a good day to be a Bianco yesterday. Uh, I, I would say that and and. Uh, uh, there hasn't been a lot of good days, and I'm not just talking about you know when when we played Louisville and Ben, or or, or when we played LSU and, and, and Drew, because obviously uh, you know somebody's going to win and somebody's going to lose, and that's just part of the game. Uh, but the truth is, you know, the, I, I can't remember a day where uh, hey, you know, we had a great weekend, you guys had a great weekend, or we both had you know they beat Florida and we beat you know whoever Tennessee. Like I, uh, you know, that that was that was pretty special. And then you're here. It's at the end when it's elimination, and you know, hey, we got to both have a chance to extend our season and get to a super regional uh, and be one of the final 16 teams remaining, or we both have a chance to lose today and the season be over for both of us. And so, just really cool. And to be honest with you, Richard, I don't get to see either of them play very much because, you know, even though their games are on the internet, you know, a lot of times we're playing at the same time. So, uh, you know, to be able to, the timing to be right, right? We were supposed to play at six, but, you know, we, we move it up because of rain, uh, we get done even with that long day and I'm able to come home, you know, eat dinner, uh, get a glass of wine and sit down and relax and watch him. And, you know, of course he was terrific. Yeah. Yeah. It was a really good story. You get to this point, super regionals, you know, everybody's good. Everybody's really, really good at this point. Where are you in terms of scouting Arizona and kind of looking at their strengths? I haven't looked at any film yet. You know, they're kind of compiling that today, uh, and we, we got time for that. But just, you know, looking over their stats and looking at the year that they had, you know, Pac-12 champion. Uh, but the thing that really makes them go is just a, a really – good offense and on an offense that usually you look and they say oh god they hit a lot of home runs or hey they steal a lot of bases and bunt and do this this team doesn't steal bases you know uh they don't they don't you know they hit a few they got like 65 or so home runs it's you know in today's day that's it's not you know uh it's it's pretty average you know for for a good offense so uh 
but uh, this team hits three three twenty seven as a team. This team, they just hit. I mean, they just get a ton of hits. They got like I think close to one hundred thirty doubles, something like that, and uh, which I think leads the country. So they they're the, the number one offense in the country, and so uh, you know we're going to have our hands full, you know, uh, you know, on the other side of the field, on the mound, and defensively. So their pitching, uh, I think, is solid. Uh, I think their defense is, is 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 average, but I think the thing that makes this team win, and so you know. You know, get to the point where you said everybody's good. Yeah, you know, how did they get to be the fifth national seed? Is because of that dynamic offense. I don't know if you're ready to say this is what you're going to do from a pitching standpoint, but I am curious when you think you'll get to the point where you know what you're going to do. Given the fact that Doug threw twice and Taylor Broadway threw three times on on the weekend, and you know it was kind of a, a lot of high leverage stuff. Um, yeah, we, we, we worked out today. The guys got in the weight room and did a lot of, you know, what they call a recovery workout, which is, you know, a lot of dynamic stuff moving around, stretching, uh, just to get rid of some of that, you know, lactic acid that makes you sore and stiff and, and those types of stuff. Guys felt all right today, but, you know, stiff and sore like you would expect. Uh, we won't make the decision, you know, probably until, you know, uh, you know, probably Thursday at some point because we don't have to. Uh, but uh, you know, we'll we'll just leave it at that. I, I think you know to you know start you know walking around it or talking around it doesn't make a lot of sense. So we'll wait. We'll wait to watch the film. Uh, we'll wait to see how guys have recovered from from the weekend and and then put a plan together. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.